return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Brandon and Angeline are are a blessing in the church office and uh, just uh, adapting well, doing great. Praise God. And Randon's got a word for us tonight, so let's welcome him all right as he comes to minister. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Dave. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to be here, and it's a blessing to work in the church office. And uh, you and Pastor Janie have been uh, amazing, amazing to learn under. And so I appreciate you. Pastor Jeannie as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I love the songs we sang tonight. Uh, you know, come Holy Spirit. Yep. Holy Spirit, you're welcomed here. Yep. Amen. And I think the, the Holy Spirit, you know, we know the Holy Spirit. We know the Holy Spirit's in us. But it's hard to grasp the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us. Yeah. Amen. And, and it's something that, you know, churches all across the nation and, and the world, but most of the nation probably um, just don't, it's hard to, it's hard to grasp what the Holy Spirit can do in our lives. Yeah. Amen. And, and sometimes, so often we try to do things ourselves, yeah. you know, and on our own without the Holy Spirit. And so last Sunday, uh, Sunday school, I talked about being led, or I talked about um, who is the Holy Spirit. Because yeah. uh, I think it's important to know who we converse with, who we fellowship with. And should be fellowshiping with on a daily basis. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And so before we start, just repeat after me. Say, Holy Spirit, you are welcomed here. Holy Spirit, you are welcomed here. Help me not to mess it up. Help me not to mess it up. <laughs> and help me to let you shine through. And help me let you shine In Jesus' name. Jesus. Amen. Sometimes, I think the, the, the biggest thing when I preach is I just say, you know, Holy Spirit, I just don't want to mess it up. What you have for everybody here, yeah. don't let me mess it up. Yeah. You know, because... Because it's true, he, he does so much for us, and he has so many, you know, he'll, he wears so many different hats in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. And so just a recap from last Sunday, yeah. what I talked about, who the Spirit is, and the three parts of the Spirit. So the Spirit is the third person of the triune God, the Holy Spirit, co-equal and co-eternal with the Father and the Son. Yeah. Right. And the, the three ways that, that he is emphasized in, in the Scriptures... Sometimes the reference emphasizes his personal and character, um, personality and character, so the Holy Spirit. Sometimes ref- the reference emphasizes his work and his power, so the spirit of truth or the spirit of wisdom yeah. or the spirit of understanding. You know, and so it, it, it demonstrates what the Holy Spirit, what in, the Holy Spirit embodies, truth, yeah. wisdom, different things like that. And three, it's never referred to as a depersonalized force. Right. The Holy Spirit's always used to show the personalization of the Holy Spirit in our own lives. And the Holy Spirit isn't an it, like Pastor Dave said this morning as well. The Holy Spirit is a he. And you see all through Scripture in in the New Testament how the Holy Spirit is referred to as he himself. Um, In in King James, 
I think in Romans it says itself, but that's really a translation difference. It should be, and in the Amplified it says himself. You know, so the translation of that should actually be the Holy Spirit himself um, makes intercession for us. Amen. So we know that he is a he. We know we can't talk to an inanimate object. Right. And it's not We can talk to it. Yeah. It's just not going to talk back. Amen. Right. We can talk. You know, I can talk to this chair and I can say, you know, OK, come here. Come here, chair. And the chair's not going to listen to me. Right? right. So we know that the Holy Spirit listens to us. We know the Holy Spirit talks to us and speaks yeah. to us on a daily basis. Yeah. So we know that he's a person. Amen. Just as if I'm talking to Alora, you know, I can talk to the Holy Spirit. Yep. Amen. He is God, but he is also the Holy Spirit. He's both. Yep. Just as I, you know, my body is my body, my spirit is my spirit, my soul is my soul, they make up Randon. Right. Amen. I need all three of them to be the person that you're sitting, that you're, that you're watching today. Yep. Amen. Now, when we die, or when, when the rapture takes place, when we're caught up in heaven, uh, you know, our, our spirit... You know, our, our bodies will, will will go too, but our spirit, you know, is we're we're a spiritual being. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So when somebody dies, you know, um, Mama Perry died, yeah. uh, and we had her funeral. You know, her body is in the ground. Right. Amen. So so the housing for her spirit is in the ground, right. but Mama Perry is up in heaven. Her spirit is up in heaven. Amen. Right. And so it's one of the same in in Second Corinthians three seventeen. Amen. I'll let you get here. Uh, quick. I told Pastor Dave this morning I loved the hearing of the ruffling of the pages this morning uh, as people were finding. Yes, amen. Second <clears throat> Corinthians 3.17 just says that the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So we know that the Lord and the spirit are, are the same. They're co-equal. They're, they're one and the same. But then in Genesis 1.26, and you don't have to turn there, but it says, God said, let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. You know, if, if it was just that the Holy Spirit and God were the same person, yeah. he would have said, let me make man in my own image according to my likeness. Amen. But he said he's, he's talking to who? The Godhead, the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. So he said, let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. Amen. And now... Since Jesus came, now the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. Amen. And only through the Holy Spirit can we do greater things than what Jesus did. Again, Pastor Dave talked about it this morning in John 14, 12. Um, It just says, you can turn with me to John 14, 12 again here. And I love this verse. There's a lot packed into this 12 through 17 that we're going to read about different things. And so John 14, 12 says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, it will do it, or I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may, be, may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, again, one of the, you know, talks about the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. So it says, you know, see, we can't see him, even as Christians, we can't see the Holy Spirit. But it says, we do know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. Amen. So he's not, when when Jesus left this earth, he did not leave us without another helper. He did not, not leave us 
alone or abandoned. Amen. And uh, it's not just the fact you hear about greater works that we'll do. It's not just the fact that there's more people. Amen. Like I talked about last week. But also, you know, if there was more people and no Holy Spirit, we could do no greater works. Right. So it all hinges on the Holy Spirit being on the inside of us. And just because there's more people on the earth than Jesus doesn't mean that, that we can do greater works than him. The only reason, and if you look back, <clears throat> it says, um, <clears throat> that we'll do greater works than, than he will do because I go to my Father. Well, what's the result of him going to his Father? Well, that means that the Holy Spirit came. Amen. And so because the Holy Spirit came, because Jesus, if I was Peter and, and Jesus was talking to John, I couldn't talk to Jesus. Amen. Jesus had to sleep. So eight hours a day, he couldn't speak to anybody. He, he had to sleep. But the Holy Spirit, I can be driving in my car and the Holy Spirit can be talking to me just as you're driving in your car to work and the Holy Spirit's talking to you. He can talk to us at the same time. And the Holy Spirit doesn't sleep. So, you know, I know some people have been woken up at two in the morning just... Maybe the Lord laid somebody on your heart and the Holy Spirit's yeah. speaking to you at 2.30 in the morning. Amen. He doesn't have to sleep. Amen. So, yeah. so the Holy Spirit can do more with us yeah. because he can talk to all of us at the same time. Yeah. Amen. Amen. He's everywhere. He's inside all of us. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Right, this Holy Spirit right now is ministering to all of us at the same time. Yeah. Amen. And then also the Holy Spirit helps us in our prayer, prayer life. Romans 8.26. <clears throat> and uh, I know I've taught this differently before, but sometimes you get a revelation, you're like, I wasn't teaching it quite like I, I maybe should have. But Romans uh, 8.26 talks about how the, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, <clears throat> for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us yes. with groanings which cannot be uttered. So Paul is saying that human prayer to the Father, I mean, Really, our prayers to the Father, because we don't know what to pray for as we ought, it's a weakness you know, in our, in our spiritual life. It can be a weakness yeah. in our spiritual life. He said he helps us in our weaknesses in the King James colon. Amen. Usually it lists out the weakness, right? When you have a colon. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us. Amen. Because we don't know how to pray for as we ought. The Amplified Version says that we do not know what to pray for. We do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads on our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. So that, you know, more descriptive way of the Holy Spirit, how he prays for us and why he prays for us, because we cannot pray for him, um, pray as we, as we ought to. And lastly, the Holy Spirit should have a big part in our lives. And we went through about 16 things the Holy Spirit does for us in Sunday school last, last week. And there's, there's many more, um, just, just trying to find where it, where it deliberately says that the Holy Spirit does this for us, or does this with us, or speaks to us about this. Um, but it includes, it helps us pray. He gives us the ability to speak in tongues. Without the Holy Spirit, we would not have the ability to speak in other tongues. Amen. He teaches us. He abides in us. He speaks to us. He speaks for us. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. He warns us and he leads us. Yeah. Amen. So, like I said, the Holy Spirit has a wide variety of things that he does in our life. Amen. The Bible says, 
you know, Paul said, uh, Jesus told him that my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Mm-hmm. Amen. And as our, our physical bodies were weak, amen, we can't do things on our own. We have to have the Holy Spirit with us. Yeah. Amen. So he is strong, amen, in our lives if we let him be strong. Yep. And so this brings me to my message tonight, being led by the Holy Spirit. Yep. And uh, the Holy Spirit can lead you. And you, like I said, you, he can be real to you. He can, you can talk to him as a friend. I mean, you can talk to him as a brother. I mean, and he will listen and he will respond. Amen. There's 13 times in the New Testament where the Holy Spirit leads people, which includes guiding or telling someone to or not to go somewhere. So where the Holy Spirit directly speaks or leads or, or tugs at somebody's heart to do something, there's 13 times. In every situation except for one, the person had to take the action of doing it or not doing it. Yep. I mean, the Holy Spirit's not dragging them along. Right. I mean, the only time that, that I saw, the reference I saw, where that was not the case is when the Holy Spirit caught Philip away after baptizing the eunuch. That was the only time in the New Testament where I said that the Holy Spirit really Philip. You know, didn't have a choice except his heart was right with the Lord. Yeah. He didn't have a choice to be to be caught away in the wind. Amen. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit did tell him to go down to the eunuch right. and to baptize him and to and to preach to him. Amen. Yeah. And so Philip, he could have decided not to do that. Yeah. So in every situation, yes, the Holy Spirit is powerful and the Holy Spirit is on the inside of us. But we need to make the choice, Amen, yeah. to listen to the Holy Spirit, yeah. to follow His direction, Amen, to follow His yeah. guidance. In our life. <clears throat> Hallelujah. I believe a lot of Christians think that the Spirit is just going to lead them and they're not going to have to put forth any effort. It's kind of like just, you know, the Holy Spirit's dragging, dragging them along. Have you ever been to uh, like Valley Fair or somebody and uh, a mom has a kid on a little leash? You know, and the kid wants to go over here towards the popcorn and the mom's kind of yanking them. Like, I really think that people think that's how the Holy Spirit leads us. Amen. Kind of, kind of drags us along, um, even if we don't like to do it. Amen. Like, oh, the Holy Spirit's going to have me go here. He's going to take me over here to this place I don't want to go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Amen. Kind of push us over here to witness to this person, and push us over there to lay hands on this person, and we have no say in the matter. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's a lot, you know, and that comes from the doctrine of God is in control of everything. Yeah. You know, that the Holy yeah. Spirit just does what he wants to do with me. Yeah. And I don't have any say. Yeah. Well, no, the Bible talks a lot about the say that we have right. with the choices that we make and, and what happens in our life. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Hallelujah. Right. Right. He will lead us if we want to be led, but he will not push us to go anywhere. Right. Right. Amen. If we want to be led by the Holy Spirit, he will lead us. Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> kind of like the Holy Spirit is kind of like bumpers in a bowling alley. You know, have the bumpers up on the sides, you know, and you, and, you know, if you're really a bad bowler, you're going to hit the bumpers several times going down, going down the, the straight path, right? <clears throat> the Holy Spirit's there to guide you back into the middle. <clears throat> yeah. Amen. Amen. When we start going off in one place, he might nudge us saying, hey, maybe, maybe do this. Maybe yeah. go over here. Amen. Yeah. But we still have to listen. Right. If you throw the ball hard enough one direction, it's going to break the bumper or it's going to go over the bumper, right? So we still need to do... What we need to do in our lives, amen, we still need to follow the unction of the Holy Spirit when he's speaking yeah. to us. <clears throat> amen. If we do get off track, he's there to urge us back to the middle of the lane. Amen. The Bible says, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. 
I mean, he will show you the path that he wants you to take. He will, even if you stray a little bit, he'll get you right back on track if you just don't rely on your own understanding. And so many times we do, so many times, you know, when we, when we need to do something, we, we look at our, we try to do it on our own first. And then after a couple of days of it not working, then it's like, oh, hey, the Holy Spirit is here to help, help me. Maybe I should ask the Holy Spirit and he will guide me to do what I need to do. Amen. We might see someone who needs healing and the thought goes through our mind to leave, but the Holy Spirit may tug on your heart to come back to this person. Yep. might be like, you know, your flesh might say, I'm busy, I have all these things to do, and the Holy Spirit might just say, you know, come on, talk to this person over here. Yep. But I can choose to leave if I want to leave. Yep. Amen. Yep. And I believe after that, I believe the Holy Spirit convicts me and says, eh, Randon, you really should have went and talked to this person, right. you know. But he's never going to make us do anything. That tugging is conviction to do the God thing. Amen? John, let's go to John 16, verse 8. Hallelujah. In the New King James, he says, And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So there's three things. When the Holy Spirit comes, it says that he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment, of sin because they do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Amen. So those who don't know Jesus are sin conscious. I mean, like Pastor Dave always says, you don't have to tell somebody they're a sinner or not a believer. They know that they're a sinner. They know that they're not a believer. Amen. So, so the Holy Spirit does, you know, convicts. Um, those that are unbelievers through sin because they're already sin conscious. They know that they need a Savior. They don't know what righteousness is yet. Amen. Because only when we are in Christ, it says, then we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. So a sinner doesn't know what righteousness is. They only know what sin is. They only know what their human fleshly nature is. Amen. Um, Which is called the sin nature. Amen. The Holy Spirit convicts the world of righteousness through Jesus being raised from the dead and the offer of salvation to everyone. So because Jesus died and resurrected, the Bible says we are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. So believers, when we are convicted of something, we're not necessarily convicted of not to do the wrong thing. We're convicted of to do the right thing. And there's a difference. Amen. There's a difference of when we're a believer. It says that in, in 1 John 1, 9... Confess your sins because he is faithful and just to forgive you of sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. doesn't clean you of sin, amen? Our sins have been cleansed, but he cleanses of all unrighteousness, amen? So he, he wants to see us do the God thing, not just the good thing. You might have two choices of, of doing something, a decision, and they might both be good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with either choice, but there is a God decision. There is a decision that he wants us to make, even if both choices look good. Amen. So while the Holy Spirit wants to steer us from sin, he also steers us towards righteousness. That's what he wants to do. That's his goal. He wants to steer us to be righteous. Amen. And he doesn't do do it by teaching lessons to us. He doesn't do it like he doesn't want to teach us a lesson to get us. Amen. He's not up with a bug zapper trying to get us when we do something bad. Even though we do, do go through storms, he isn't the one causing the storm, but he's guiding us through the storm. Amen. Because there's going to be obstacles in our way. There's the Bible. Jesus never said that there's not going to be obstacles. He never said that there's not going to be storms. Amen. But the Holy Spirit's going to let us know. Amen. He's going to warn us. 
And you know, a lot of people think this is how the Holy Spirit leads us. I'm going to use Alora as an example here. Let's give her a hand. Yeah, hallelujah. And so take your glasses off. Amen. And Alora, let me turn around. And Alora is the believer. Amen. And so a lot of people think that this is how the Holy Spirit leads us. Is that good? So here's my hand. And I'm the Holy Spirit. And I'm just leading Alora to wherever. And I'm just leading her. Right? And I'm not telling her anything. I'm just leading her. I'm just leading her over here. You know? Oh, you shouldn't have run into that. You shouldn't have run into that. I'm just leading her over here. Oh, oh, yep, there's a stair. You should have known that. Yep, right? A lot of people think that's how the Holy Spirit is leading us, is that we don't have any say in what we're going into. But this is how the Holy Spirit really leads us. Amen. Mind folds off. He's revealed things to us. The Holy Spirit is leading us. He's saying, are you doing okay? All right, come there, watch it. There's a stair here. There's a stair. All right, come along. Watch out for the podium. Don't run into the podium. All right, we're going to go down the stairs. All right, amen. So the Holy Spirit is leading us. We can see, amen. We can't maybe see as afar off. Thank you, Laura. Hallelujah. Amen. We maybe can't see. He's not going to reveal everything to us, but we are going to be able to see when things come. Amen. And when we're in the word, we're going to be able to stand fast in those things. You know, we're going to be able to stand fast in the word to recognize. Amen. But then the Holy Spirit will also quicken us. Amen. To to warn us of when things are coming. Hallelujah. He is for us and not against us. Amen. Hallelujah. And, you know, the the Bible says the Bible uses a lot of references to Christians as animals, (laughs) sheep. Amen. Um, oxen, horses, uh, Psalm 16, you don't have to turn here, but Psalm 16, 17, and then some other verses in Psalm says that the Lord leads us through our reins. Uh-huh. Amen. And in the Hebrew, that word means our insides, our interior self. Uh-huh. So the Lord leads us through the unction of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit steers us through our reins. And so think of the reins of a horse. Amen. What are the reins of a horse intended to do? Let me know if I, I get this messed up. I did look online, though, I just so I could make sure. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Reins are there to steer or guide the horse to the left or the right. Amen. Or, or to go straight. Right? In studying for the message, I looked up reining tra- rain training on a horse online. Because there's different types, right, Greg? There's different ways to train a horse. And one of them is rain training. And... Uh, rain training, it didn't say that they jerked the rain against the neck of the horse, like wildly jerked the rain to the neck of the horse to get him to go one way or the other. But no, rain training is they slightly move the rain. You know, if they have it in one hand, and if, if they want the horse to go right, they gently move the rain so that it hits the, so that it gently touches and puts pressure on the neck of the horse, the left part of the, of the neck. Amen. It says, slightly move your hand to the left and lay the right rein on the right side of the horse's neck and vice versa. It's not a violent activity or a violent training. Yeah. Amen. That's the Holy, how the Holy Spirit guides us. Right. Right. Amen. And how many, some of us are as stubborn as a horse or as a mule. 
Amen. And so it might take a little more time, a little more practice, amen, to, to feel the urging of the Holy Spirit. But the relationship that Jesus wants to have with us is that he can slightly put that pressure on us, amen, slightly nudge us, and we realize, okay, that's the Holy Spirit talking. I better go left or I better go right, amen, or I better come back this way. That's the kind of relationship he wants to have with us, amen. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit's going to urge us one way or the other, and that's the whole, how the Holy Spirit's going to operate most of the time in our lives, by a subtle urging. Yeah. Amen. It's not always going to be a road to Damascus experience. Right. Amen. Right. We don't want to be someone who needs a burning bush experience in our life to yield to the Holy Spirit. Right. Amen. Because if we need that, if we say, well, I'm not going to move unless you have 17 people come and confirm what you told me. Then we have an unteachable spirit. <clears throat> Amen. Because we have a spirit. The Holy Spirit, it says, bears witness with our spirit that we are children of the Lord. Amen. So <clears throat> if we have an unteachable spirit and the Holy Spirit can't do anything with us, amen, it's harder for him to talk to us. Amen. So when we, when we are going off and we do our, we're doing our own thing, we might not hear him as well as we could if we're in the word. Amen. The Bible says. We don't want to say, I'll only yield if something miraculous happens. Lord, if you speak to me audibly, I'm only going to move if you appear to me in a vision, right? We want to be teachable. Yeah, we, I think we, we do want to have those things happen, amen? We want signs and wonders to follow. But as far as just daily walking in the Lord and, and being with the Holy Spirit, we want to be able to say, oh yeah, that was the Lord, all right, I'm going to go do this. You know, I'm walking in, in, in high V. Yeah. You know, I see someone that needs prayer. Oh, yeah, the Holy Spirit's telling me to, you know, and just going over. I mean, we don't want to be stubborn. We don't want to be Amen. unteachable with the Holy Spirit. Yep. <clears throat> right. Amen. We want to know his voice well enough that the slightest touch, we know that's the Holy Spirit's telling us to move. Amen. Amen. Right. And a lot of that is just reading the word. Because yeah. through the word, we can discern things. Because there are different spirits. There's the Holy Spirit. There's our own spirit, amen, and there's other spirits, amen, that it says that Lucifer, that, that Satan walks about as an angel of light. You know, he wants to show himself as somebody that's dignified, amen, somebody that knows what's going on. But that's a, that's a false spirit. <clears throat> so it's important, amen, that we know the voice of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Matthew eleven twenty nine through 30. <clears throat> Again, he can compares us to a, another animal here. <clears throat> but it's good, amen. It's, it's, uh, it's not to put us down, amen, but it's to teach us how we need to react and how we need to respond. <clears throat> Matthew eleven twenty nine through 30. <clears throat> Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. <clears throat> so a yoke, you know what a yoke is? It, it's used to bind two oxen together to pull some, some heavy equipment, right? And uh, it's usually, the yoke is fitted to the individual animal. So when, when an ox has, oxen has yoke on them, it's usually fitted so that it fits perfectly and comfortably on that animal. It doesn't rub against their, their neck or their, or their skin. 
doesn't cause any, you know, itching or, you know, it's just comfortable. I mean, it's easy to pull. The Holy Spirit doesn't put a heavy yoke on us and, like, whip us to move. He doesn't put a, a yoke on us that's uncomfortable, that doesn't fit us. Amen? He doesn't put a talent on our life that doesn't fit us, doesn't fit our personality. Have you ever noticed that? Whatever talent you have, it's going to fit your personality. Amen? He doesn't put something on us that's uncomfortable. Now, we're going to go through uncomfortable times, and this is different than talking about stepping out of your comfort zone. But I'm just saying, as the Holy Spirit talks to us, it's going to be, he wants to talk to us, and he wants it to be easy for us to understand. He wants it to be easy for us to get. Amen. He speaks to us each individually in ways that we will receive it and comprehend it. Amen. The way he speaks to me isn't necessarily the same way he's going to speak to Pastor Dave. Amen. It's going to be in a little different way, in a way that I can get it, a little way I can understand it. You see different ministries, you see street ministries, and Bob Hannes has a, has a, a great ministry down in Texas just with uh, kind of um, unorthodox ways of bringing people in. Well, they respond to those ways. They respond to the music that he used at the beginning of the service. Amen. So the Holy Spirit does speak to us in different ways. Amen. By sending the Holy Spirit, he makes it easier on us to follow the leading of what our Father wants us to do or doesn't want to do. And it's all done on the inside of us. I mean, he doesn't, he's not going to, you know, put up a barrier here to block you from going over here and then put, put it, but he's going to speak to us on the inside. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Let's go to Acts 16, verse 6. Acts 16, 6 through 10. Hallelujah. Are you getting it tonight? Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit is for you. He wants good things for you. Amen. It says, Now when they had gone through um, Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Messiah, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called called us to preach the gospel to them. Amen. So they tried to go into Asia, and the Holy Spirit did not permit them. And I don't know how the Holy Spirit didn't permit them. If it was just an unction in their spirit not to go, um, you know, that's what I would say. It was probably that something like that. And then they went to go into um, Bithynia, but the Spirit again did not permit them to go. And so, not only does the Holy Spirit lead us in the right direction, He will warn us to go away from the wrong direction. Amen. So we might be going one way, you know, and. And hey, you know, you see it here. It's not that the first two decisions were bad decisions. They're going to preach the gospel. <laughs> Amen. It's not like the Holy Spirit was, was, was not letting them do something that was against the word or against the Lord. No, they were going to go to preach the gospel. But the Holy Spirit it says they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit did not permit them. Amen. Some, there's going to be decisions in our life where it doesn't look like there's a right or wrong answer. Amen. There's going to be decisions that we have in our life where... We're focused on going down this way, and it looks great, and it might be great. But the Holy Spirit says, uh, let's not do that. Yep. 
Try something else. Amen. And again, that's why it's important to know the voice of the Holy Spirit, to be in the Word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the, by the Word of God. So it's, it's important to be in the Word so we recognize the voice when he, when he tells us to go one way or the other. He doesn't lead us into trouble. He leads us where we need to go to be to get the most out of preaching the gospel. Yeah. I mean, because that's where, what it's all about. I mean, that's why we're here on earth is to preach the gospel. I mean, to, he, when we, the Great Commission to go out in all the world and to preach the gospel. Yeah, right. Hallelujah. And now with technology, you can go out into the world and not even go out into the world. You can go yeah. to another country and, and you know, yeah. Facebook Live in the mornings yeah. where yeah. the word's going out. To all different places. Sometimes, a lot of times, the to all the world means right here in your sphere of influence in Brookings yeah. or in White or wherever you reside. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. He wants to make it easier on us to preach the gospel, and he does it from the inside of us. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not going to go through troubles, because Jesus, one of his promises is that we will suffer persecution. So, when I say he wants to make it easier on us, it doesn't mean that He's going to necessarily, we're going to be somewhere where there's no persecution. But what I mean is he's going to make it so that it kind of fits into where we need to be. Amen. And he gives us the grace to deal, then he gives us the grace to deal with those persecutions. He gives us the grace to deal with those things that come on us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go back to John 14 for a moment. 15 through 17. Hallelujah. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father. So, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father. So, when we love him and when we keep his commandments, he will pray the Father. And then, it says he will give us another helper. So, the only way that we can love him, Jesus, and keep his commandments is if we're Christians, if we're saints. Amen? I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. So this Greek word for helper or comforter is, and I I listened to how to pronounce this word, and I realized I've been saying it wrong my whole life. Um, Parakletos. No, parakletos. That's how you say it. I always thought it was parakletos. Parakletos, which means an intercessor. A counselor, or a consoler, an advocate, a comforter. So he's somebody we seek counsel from. The Holy Spirit is someone we seek counsel from. A lot of times people will ask everyone around them what they should do about a certain situation or a circumstance, but not ask the Holy Spirit. Amen. And also, if it doesn't go right, they can blame whoever they got the advice from. Right. You know, you see that a lot, you know, where they come back and you say, you told me to do this and it didn't work. And I say, I don't feel sorry for you because we have the counselor on the inside of us. We should always be going to the counselor first for advice. And it's not bad to get advice from other people, but we always need to check ourselves. We always need to check the Holy Spirit. Okay, this is the advice I got. Lord, does that sound counsel? Amen. Even the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Amen. So it's not bad. The Bible doesn't say it's bad to go to different places, but we have the counselor on the inside of us. Amen. Yep. Amen. If I follow someone's bad advice, it's not their fault. Yep. They're not perfect. 
I mean, they might be helping me. They might be trying to help me and give me good advice. It's my fault for following the bad advice because I have a counselor right on the inside of me. And if I look to him and follow after him, he will help me directly. Amen. If I look to him and I follow him, he will not lead me astray. He doesn't give bad advice. He doesn't have, you know, the Holy Spirit can't give anything he doesn't have. Well, he doesn't have bad advice. He knows everything about everything. Amen. So he's always going to give us good advice. Hallelujah. No matter who you get counsel from, a a pastor, a professional counselor, a professor, a teacher, etc., no one will ever get it completely right all the time. But the Holy Spirit will get it right all the time. We don't need, we don't rely on people to answer every question we have and take care of every problem we have. Amen. We have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us for a reason. That's why he's there. It says that he sent a helper. He sent a consoler. He sent a counselor for us to live on the inside of us. That's his main reason for being with us. Amen. Is to help us. Is to guide us. Is to comfort us. Is to lead us. Amen. Hallelujah. We want to make sure that we're giving him that opportunity in our life. Amen. We don't... Hallelujah. And we, even when we do get advice from someone, we should always be testing it against the Word of God. First yeah. John 4 says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into this world. Mm-hmm. So don't believe everything that somebody tells you. Right. Amen. There's a lot of bad advice out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you get a medical report, don't go on Google or, or WebMD to find out what you have. It's going to give you the worst case scenario every time. That's right. Amen. I love what Audrey Mack talked about. Uh, the Lord woke her up in the middle of the night and just had, was praying, and the Lord told her that she had this bone disease, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and she just she didn't know what to do, and the Lord told her to, to just have joy, start laughing. And she just, the joy of the Lord was her strength and gave her these scriptures on being joyful and laughter yeah. is the best medicine. Yeah. Amen. Well, if you would have went on, you know, WebMD, it would have said, you're going to need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. Right. Amen. And she, ended up, she did go to the doctor, you know, we want to go to the doctors too. But she, what did she do? She went to the Holy Spirit first. Amen. And she found out what she had and said, what do I need to do about this? Yeah. Amen. She went to the Holy Spirit first. Yeah. When I have a headache, I love taking ibuprofen when I have a headache. But I always, first I say, in Jesus' name, I command this headache to leave. Yeah. Amen. And I might wait a little while. Amen. Because we want to, we want to pre, uh, prove Amen. that the Holy Spirit's working in our life. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And then I will take some ibuprofen if it hasn't subsided. But yeah. what do I do? I go to the Holy Spirit first. I want Him to have the first say, Amen, in yeah. what I need to do. Because yeah. He might tell me, He might give me a scripture, He might give me something yeah. that I would have never thought of on my own. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Hallelujah. That's right. It might be great advice that somebody gives you. It might be godly advice or prophecy, but test the advice or the prophecy by bringing it to the Holy Spirit. And why is that? Because the prophecy is subject to the prophet speaking. In 1 Corinthians 14.32 it says. So don't trust a prophet who says that he or she never misses it. You don't want to trust somebody who thinks they're right all the time. Uh, Some of this, this, I was listening to Keith Moore and he was talking about the Holy Spirit. So some of it scattered throughout the message. But he said that Kenneth E. Hagin, who was an actual prophet and gave many accurate prophetic words to people, yep. would tell people after he gave them a word, he said, if that doesn't register with your spirit, don't take the word. Right. 
You know, that's, that's the kind of character you want out of somebody yeah. that's going to give you advice or somebody yeah. that's going to give you a prophecy. Amen. Yeah. He said, and he was well known, and he, there were things that happened, and you could go back and say, yeah, Kenneth Hagin said that two years ago, or whatever. Yeah. Amen. But it, what did he say? He was, he was speaking in humility. If that doesn't register with you with your spirit, don't take the word. Right. If you get some advice from somebody, <coughs> excuse me, that doesn't register with your spirit, right. don't take that advice. Amen. Amen. And the other thing, you know, like I said, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Yeah. If you hear something and you don't, it just doesn't quite seem right, go to somebody else. Go to another believer. Yeah. I mean, go to somebody else who, who is full of the word and you know that they have a good reputation. Amen. And we go to them and if they give you different advice, amen, then test that advice. Does it register with your spirit? Yeah. And then if it does, maybe go to somebody else. And if if they also say the same advice and it registers with your spirit, then it's probably the right thing to do. Because yep. out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, two or three, yep. let every word be established. Amen. That's why Pastor Dave always talks about when somebody leaves the church, try two or three churches. Yep. Right? Yep. Try, try churches. Don't just narrow yourself to one church or one denomination or one non-denominational church. Right. But, but, you know, you want to see what your options are. Amen. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And in the same way, advice is subject to the advice giver. Advice given can sometimes be based on the experience of how he or she views your situation from the outside looking in. Yes. Amen. But the Holy Spirit knows your situation from the inside. Yes. He knows your situation better than you know your situation. Right. He knows your circumstance better than you know your circumstance. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. So when we go to the Holy Spirit, it's even better than thinking for ourselves, what should I do in this situation? Because yeah. he knows you better. Amen. Then you know yourself. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Remember what Romans 8.26 says, Likewise, uh, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Yeah. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide your decisions, because he knows the best way. Amen. He's going to always know the best way. Amen. We yeah. can't do anything the best way it can be done without the Holy Spirit's help. Amen. We might think we can, but we don't. We can't do something the best way without the Holy Spirit's help. Right. Yeah. Amen. He knows everything about everything. He's, he'll help you find your keys if you lose your keys. Yeah. Amen. He'll help you pick out a gift for your spouse for your anniversary. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> he knows the best way to get that stain out of your clothes. <laughs> he knows the best way to fertilize your grass. Yeah. Amen. He knows the best snowblower deal in town. <laughs> might, somebody, some of you might need that Holy Spirit help here coming up soon. He knows everything about caring for children. Amen. So there's tons of stuff online you can go to, and I'm, it's all good. But ask the Holy Spirit, what should I do in this situation? Amen. My child's acting like this, or, or maybe you have grown you know, children, and they're going on a way that you're not quite sure about. Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, how should I handle this? I mean, he will, he will speak to you. Yep. Amen? Yep. Yes, he will. <clears throat> we just need to ask him. Yeah. Years ago when I moved back into Brookings, I, I uh, lost my wallet. And I lost it for like three or four days. And I seriously looked everywhere. I looked in my whole apartment. I, I turned up furniture. I, you know, just looked everywhere. I could not find my wallet. And I was getting so mad. Yeah. And uh, I was looking one day. I was just frustrated, and, and I heard the Lord say, read your Bible. 
I said, okay. Probably a good idea. So I, my Bible was, was by my TV. I picked up my Bible. I sat in my chair. I opened it up, and I had the thought, check the, the back chair again. Check underneath the chair again. So I went, and I put my hand down there. My wallet was stuck in the chair. And I thought, praise God, what if I would have done that three or four days ago? Save myself three or four days of heartache, three or four days of pain, right? (laughs) He can speak to us just like another human being speaks to us, amen? He can be real to us. We can get to know him just like we know another human being. Only his counsel is infallible. Amen? Just last week, we lost one of our keys to our van, and it was the only key we had. And uh, so we're stuck with a van for, again, three or four days. And, uh, but I just, when I, when I prayed for it, and this time I actually did pray pretty much right away until we could find it. Um, but I just, I didn't even want to look for it. I just said, Lord, just materialize it somewhere. Just put it somewhere. Just take it from where it's at and put it somewhere where it's easy to find. I don't even want to look for it. Just, just do that. And we asked all the kids, we asked Ryan and Ryan's pretty good. If he knows where something's at, he'll tell us where it's at and he'll go get it. Asked all the kids. They had never, they hadn't seen it. You know, Okay. And uh, we're looking at trying to get a new key. It's going to be like hundreds of dollars. And we're like, oh, man. And so uh, I just asked the Holy Spirit just to put it somewhere, even if you had to move it from where it was. You know, if it's behind the couch, just put it like on the coffee table or something. You know, Because the Holy Spirit can do anything, right? And uh, so we, I can't remember, it was after church one day. And <laughs> Angeline and I were in our room. And we look up by our TV, and we have this little dish, and this key's in this dish, a dish that we've looked at, that we looked in, I don't know how many times, and the key's in the dish. I'm like, what? And I said, Laura, did you did you put the key in the dish? She's like, oh yeah, Ryan just had it in his hand, so I took it from him and put him in the dish. And I thought, praise God, yeah. Amen. Wherever it was, wherever Ryan had stashed it, Amen. <laughs> The Lord used Ryan and Alora to put it in the dish right up by our, by our TV. Yeah. Amen. But the Holy Spirit does. He knows everything about everything. Amen. Amen. Yes, he is the perfect counselor in every situation. Amen. Amen. He has doctorates and masters in every area of life. Even more so. Amen. Even more so. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just a little bit here. So many times we try to do it our, on our own right away. Amen. Look to him first. Let him lead you. Yeah. Amen. Let him do what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Romans 8.14 says, For as many are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Amen. We still have to be, choose to be influenced by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We have to be, choose to be led by the Holy Spirit. And we have to choose to listen to the Holy Spirit when he speaks to us. And that's the thing. He's always speaking to us. Yep. He's, always, he's always looking for a willing vessel. He's always looking to use Christians. Amen. Yep. And so we just need to constantly, you know, when we're in the Word, that's how the Holy Spirit speaks to us, through the Word. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. John 14, 26, and we'll close with this verse. It says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatever I have said unto you. Amen. So the only way to remember something is if you've already heard it. I mean, if you haven't heard it before, you can't remember it. You can learn it. Amen. But the only way to remember something is already have heard it. The only way for the Holy Spirit to bring all things that Jesus said to our remembrance is for us to have read the word. Amen. That's the only way the Holy Spirit's going to speak to us. 
Amen. If you're struggling with a verse and you've read through it and studied it, the promise is that the Holy Spirit's going to teach you what that means. Amen. The Holy Spirit's going to give you that revelation of whatever verse you're struggling with. Yep. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Rely on the Holy Spirit. Let Him lead you. Let Him guide you into all truth. Let Him guide you in every situation of your life. Let Him guide you in the emergencies. Whenever there's an emergency, let Him guide you. Be the first one that you go to. Amen. Be the first one that you talk to. When you wake up, be the first one that you talk to early in the morning. When you go to sleep, be the last one you you talk to uh, late at night before you go to sleep. Amen. Make Him a part of your daily life. Amen. And you will see things happen in your life. The more you talk to him, the more you, you see him as a real person, yeah. amen, the more that just that subtle leading you're gonna, is going to guide you, and you're going to respond to that subtle leading of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's close. Father, we just thank you thank for you. your word. We thank you for sending the Holy Spirit to us as our helper, helper mm. as our comforter, you, as our counselor, Lord, somebody that consoles us. Lord, help us to be more aware of your presence. Help us to be more aware of the Holy Spirit moving yes, in our life. Yes, Lord. Help us to, to go to the Holy Spirit first whenever there's a problem, whenever things are going right or things are going wrong, or that we can, we can have that relationship with the Holy Spirit, Lord. And I just declare that even this week, as we read the Word, as we, as we put our faith and we activate our faith muscles, Lord, that the Holy Spirit, even in a bigger, in a bigger way, speaks to us, Lord. Hallelujah. We know that He can do all things at all times. Lord, we we bless Your name. Lord, I just declare a great week for everybody here. Hallelujah. That they're blessed for being here to hear from You, Jesus. We thank You that Your Word goes forth. It does not return void, but it absorbs, Lord, into our spirits. It absorbs, it bears witness with our spirits that we are children of God, Lord. Hallelujah. I pray that You give everybody an opportunity And that they take the opportunity to be a witness to somebody, to be a light to somebody, to to pray for somebody, to smile at somebody, to open the door for somebody, Lord. Help us to just be a living testimony of what you did for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.